watch Jim Dunaway talk of champions. It is Iron Bowl week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, as you watch this on your convenience on demand here. But we're getting ready for Auburn playing host to Alabama at Jordan-Hare Stadium. We'll talk a lot about the Tide and the Tigers before this matchup. Tyler Watts is also the guy in charge of the Watts Agency. We'll tell you about the Watts Agency as we get going here. You can we talk about it now? I do. Why is our logo bigger than ours? Is it? It's the little things that matter. You find that at the Watts Agency, well, I mean, right? I walked it, yeah, I mean, you got to pay attention to detail. That's what everything's about. Well, they're the home me, team. Hold on, I'm still I'm doing my plug right now. So <laughs> that's what we do here at the Watts Agency when it comes to your insurance needs. We pay attention to the details. Give us a call. Check us out on the website, TylerWattsInsurance.com or 205-822-5477. I don't think it's actually bigger. I think it it's is the bigger. same. I think it's, it's just bigger font then. I think it's more girth because they have a lot of, they have two letters and you have one. Girth. How many times have you used that this week? <laughs> more than I should. Good absolutely. Gracious. Speaking of girth on that <laughs> offensive line, Alabama's got a big one. We'll talk about the tide and maybe some advantages they have on Auburn in a second. But the first thing when you're talking about this matchup this week, you've got to start with is what went on with Auburn last week against New Mexico State in their bye game before the rivalry. And they lose to New Mexico State 31-10. to You're not going to believe this, but during the week, I sat there and I said, Auburn's game is different than Alabama's game. Alabama will demolish Chattanooga, and you want to get out healthy. Auburn's got a football team coming in. Jerry Kill, I had a lot of respect for him, and I said that all week long. I never thought they would lose the game, and I never thought they'd get dominated from the get-go beginning to end. But for 60 minutes, New Mexico State was the better team. So my no. question to you, former athlete, does it have an impact on the game this week? No, only because of this, of who's coming to town. That's the only reason why. But let me, let me, let me back up. Let me say maybe. It only has an effect potentially on the fans. If the fans come in and they're flat to start off with, and the football team doesn't give them anything to really cheer for in the first quarter, the first couple of possessions, you potentially could have a, a carryover from last week's game versus New Mexico State. However, team comes out, get a couple first downs, allow the, the fans to get energized and get into this game. Then it has zero bearing, and it goes right back to being you're playing Auburn in Auburn, and it's going to be a tough day. Yeah, well, you know, I go back to the last time Alabama was down there, Bryce Young. And a team that went on and made it to the national championship game. And, I mean, it, it takes a drive of a lifetime. Did nothing for 55 yeah. minutes or 52 minutes of that ball game. And that Alabama team was so much better than that Auburn team. Yes, yes. But field position came into play. Not being able to run the football definitely was a part of it. And, uh, and, and Auburn made a play or two here or there. And all of a sudden they found themselves with 10 points. So those are things, though, that kind of give you a game plan and a template of how Auburn can have success. Winfield position, set up on short yardage, force Alabama to be coming out from their goal line offensively. That's a challenging situation where you're really focused more on not making a mistake versus trying to be aggressive and push the ball down the field. Alabama, and both these teams, honestly, they need their offenses that when things are get a couple of good plays under their belt, and they get a little rhythm, that's when they start having success. That's a great point you make. If you start a series as a former quarterback inside your own 15 as opposed outside your own 25, yeah. the, whole, the whole play calling is totally different? Well, I'm not going to say totally different, but you are much more conservative. First thing you're trying to do is just give yourself a little bit of breathing room. And hopefully you can bust one for five, six yards and then set yourself up in a second and short, third and short situation. But what you don't want to do is you can't take a sack down there in the, in the end zone. You can't give up a safety 
and you have to be very careful of what you do because you don't want to turn the ball over either. Yeah, the field position is huge. So too, and, and we talk about the crowd down there a lot. In that last trip two years ago, um, Alabama, I think it was the right side of the line, got beat time after time after time, and it was the snap and you know not hearing the snap, maybe some other things going on, but they, they were, they, Auburn was getting off the ball better than the Alabama guys were getting off the ball. Um, Alabama at times earlier this year were having problems on the left side of the line. That seems to have gotten better, but that would be one thing I'd watch early in the game is how our left side is handling yeah. the crowd noise and their rush. So, so Caden Proctor has been the questionable guy as far as the one-on-one situations right. all year. Last week it wasn't an issue because he was able to match that defender that was going up against him. Uh, this week will be different. So you look for Alabama to make those small adjustments once again where they bring tight end help in initially, kind of help set the edge and allow him to get in good positions and then push the defender upfield um, as well as running back help. And then you see how he does, how he handles it. Uh, but you definitely don't want to leave these guys on an island. But two years ago, this is a game where, where Seth McLaughlin really got his opportunity there at center and, and played extremely well in this ballgame and it has carried over. Had another bad snap last week. Thought those were. I think you even mentioned that. No, I did. Hey, the bad snaps are behind us. We don't have to worry about those anymore. I think we had one or two infractions last week versus Chattanooga. Still a landmine, baby. Yeah, not gonna not gonna bring it up this week. Uh, MyBookie.ag, MyBookie.ag brings you talk of champions. You can get a fifty percent deposit bonus right now by using the promo code Next Round. Next Round. Uh, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag, MyBookie.ag. A 50% deposit bonus. Let's talk about a couple of things with their team. Uh, one of them is their quarterback, Peyton Thorne. Um, okay, passer can do it with his legs. You think they try to run him against Alabama? Yeah, I think they'll have to. And that was kind of their secret weapon versus Georgia, something we hadn't seen all year long. They come out, they have a lot of, of, of option reads on the backside. Thorne's able to pull it down, and he is a huge factor. He's now become their second leading rusher on the football team behind Jacquez Hunter. Uh, he is definitely, and anytime you incorporate a quarterback in the running attack, that's one more defender, whether it be a safety or whomever that has to either start filling in hard or you have to leave your defensive end and not allow him to pursue downhill and go after the, the running back. All right, so, so what do you do defensively? Well, keep that defensive end at home. Now you don't have numbers over here with a running back. You collapse him down. Now what do you do? Who's, who's taking, who, who has a quarterback responsibility? Maybe it's a safety. Maybe it's somebody like Caleb Downs. He's had that responsibility a lot. So he comes down. So what does Auburn do then? Now we go RPO. We run a slant behind it. And we got a one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. That's the evolution of the offense of how you do something, they counter. Now you counter their counter to try to exploit that in another area. Would I be smart to just go back and watch that Georgia-Auburn game and say, you know, since Kirby and Nick do so much the same thing defensively, that's probably the way they'll try to attack me? I'm not saying that's necessarily 100% of what they're going to do. They still have to remain within the framework of what they want to be. they got to run the football. they got to find ways to do that. They can't rely on the, on the passing game. They are, their passes come off their ability to run, so they have to establish that. But sometimes you've got to pitch the batter backwards. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Auburn came out with a lot of play action, throwing the ball, getting rid of it quickly. Uh, Chattanooga, believe it or not, had some open guys. I mean, it was nickel and dime stuff all the way down the field, but you had some successes getting rid of the football quickly and not holding on to it. I would, I would ask you this. If, if Alabama does well uh, defensively against Auburn, who has to have a great game? Who has to be the defensive MVP for Alabama? Is it a, is it a uh, Dallas Turner 
or someone like that pressuring the quarterback? Is Not it somebody eating up blockers? Yes. Is it the so, secondary? Who, yeah, who so is it? It's your interior guy. So it's Tim Keenan. Uh, it's Justin Aboigby. It's, it's Tim Smith. Um, it's Jamar, Jamarian. It's those guys as well as Trez Martian, Jahad Campbell, and hopefully Deontay Lawson. It, because if you can stop the run with five guys, which in essence is what you would be doing, potentially six once you add Dallas Turner in there, then that allows the secondary to do what they do best. Heavy run support, but then also lock up man-to-man and really create a lot of issues because then you're dictating terms of when you bring pressures and the pace of the, of the game and things of that nature. I want to ask you about Hugh Freeze and his play calling, what you remember from uh, his old Miss days and, and now at Auburn. After I remind you folks that uh, the holidays are here, great gift idea is our friends at Roback. Roback.com slash TNR20. Now, we've given you that promo code TNR20 for 20% off your first purchase for the entire football season. But now, even if you've already bought once before, the entire site is open and you can get 20% off anything. And it cannot, you don't, it doesn't have to be your first purchase. Anybody can get this, but you have to go to Roback.com slash TNR20. Roback.com slash TNR20. First time, sixth time, eighth time, it doesn't matter. You get 20% off Roback.com slash TNR20 right there with our friends at Roback. Hugh Freeze is a play caller. What do you like about what he does as a play caller? Uh, he has been creative at times, you know, and he had some success at Ole Miss. Known for his RPOs. Known for the RPOs, but also the pace of play. Now, defense have adjusted to that. The rules have adjusted to it to where you can't really take advantage of defense's uh, inability or ability to substitute when you substitute. Uh, so some of that is gone away by rule. He can't do what he used to do, nor does he have the personnel, quite honestly, right now that he has had or did have in the past at Ole Miss. But always pretty creative in what he did. Never anything dynamic, I wouldn't say. But got his guys ready to play. Yeah, got his guys ready to play. Challenge this week after New Mexico State. But he's already addressed that, that he thinks, at least Tyler thinks, that will be null and void because of this being a rivalry game. Let's talk a little bit about Alabama. Uh, first off, with Chattanooga in the rearview mirror, you've played in those games. You've been after those games, 66-10. to 10. I would imagine you checked the box. You did everything right. you wanted to do last week. Yeah, normally you, you did because offense went out there, scored first three or four possessions. They did have one punt. Uh, they took care of the football, didn't turn it over. They scored when they should have. They dominated the line of scrimmage. You would expect those things. You would hope that you would see those things against a lesser opponent. And obviously, on both sides of the ball, they did what they need to. You didn't even play most of your starters there in the second half. So you did exactly what you wanted to do. Uh, flush that. None of that matters anymore, and I think the players understand that. That was one. We're going to do exactly what we're going to program to do this. Let's do it, and then let's move on to the next opponent. Now that opponent is here. Most well, of these that's a guys, good sign, though, right, that you can go absolutely. out and do that. Yes, though. because yeah. you did it versus Kentucky after the big LSU win. And the whole week I was thinking, we beat LSU clear sailing. We, we're, we're going to mop the floor with Kentucky. And they went up there and they did exactly that. They took care of business. You can tell the mindset of these players is really changing. And their demeanor on the field, how they're playing, playing still playing with a lot of emotion, but you're not seeing the ups and downs near as what you, what you used to. Um, and so that carried over, obviously, last week. Now it's, it's a bigger challenge, though. I don't care what people say. I think Auburn has the eighth winningest home field advantage in the country. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. Uh, and there is something to that. But I love what Coach Saban talked about also this week. I don't know if you heard. He made, point, or made it a point to say this. I think he's 4-4 four and four in Auburn in his career at Alabama. And he even said, although crazy things happened down there, the team that was playing better that day won every single one of those games. 
So he just removed any hex that potentially we think is on that place, which we think is legit. But he said that, and he's right. Alabama, in the losses that they've had down there, has had multiple opportunities to take care of business. Drop passes by Amari Cooper, can't hit a field goal to save your life. All these things over the course allow a, an opponent that you should beat to stay in a ball game. And when you stay in a ball game, they're going to find a way to beat you. Yeah. That's just what happens. That happens a lot on the road in a lot of places. Yeah. It just that one is, comes with an exclamation point because it's the Iron Bowl. Four and four for Nick Saban as they go back down there. Jalen Milrow was on our show uh, this week, and he said. Um, speaking of the demeanor of the, this team, he says this is a player-driven locker room. Um, and he's, he said it, and I don't remember a lot of the teams in the past under Nick Saban saying that, um, but I've always thought it, you know, good teams are always player-driven. Is there something about this being a player-driven locker room, or are there always player-driven locker rooms? Tell me about that phrase. I guess the interviews now are just better than they used to be back in the day. What do you say? I don't know. It's a player-driven locker room, he says. And it does, I mean, this does seem like a mature mature roster. They seem to be handling their business better after the Texas loss. They are, and, and you are correct. Most successful teams are ones that are led internally by the players. They're holding themselves accountable, and when someone steps out or acts up, He's called out on it, and that's a good thing. That's not bad, and you never want to you never want to to mess up the herd mentality that goes on in there. As a player, as a right. player, I, I don't want to do anything out of line that might jeopardize what my teammates have going, um, and that's good. That's an accountability thing that is that is the sign of a good, mature football team. And as a result of it, you're hoping that they're pressing themselves to work hard every day to do what's right on and off the field and that their mindset is focused on winning and doing what's necessary to win. Yeah. I, I want to ask you that, you know, Milrow was there on the sidelines, the, the game that Bryce brought Alabama back to win back in 2020. Does that help that he's just – he didn't contribute in the game at all, but right. does it help that he experienced, experienced that crowd it. one time? Sure. I'm going to tell you this. There's a big difference between being on the sideline and on the field, though, in, in that Iron Bowl. I guarantee you It's that. quieter on the field? It's actually more peaceful on the field. It Although is? You're, you're more focused and locked in as to what you're supposed to be doing. But it is a, it's a hectic environment, I'm not going to lie. But those guys out there on the field will be the calmest of anyone and everyone on, in the stadium. We'll be up in knots. The players, they know what their job is. They're focused on it. And it's amazing how they are able to clear the mechanism, so to speak, of all the external noise that's legitimately going on while they're playing. Yeah. See, I was only half joking. So it is, there is a peacefulness about being out with your, you know, you and the 10 brothers out and away from the chaos in the crowd. When things are going well, it's very peaceful. When yeah. things are not going so good, it ain't so peaceful. It's hectic. Yeah. Uh, it's going fast. It's a fast game. It's a fast paced game. I remember always thinking this game is never going to get here. I can't wait to be a part of it. And then as the season progresses, you get to the week of it, and you're thinking, man, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be a long buildup. I'm going to enjoy every moment of it, and it flies by. See, the next I, thing you know, you're lining up to, to kick it off. I, I think anyone who's watching or listening to this right now, I think that is, that is the, uh, the rub the genie one wish moment for those of us that didn't play the game, to be able to be out there for just one play, yeah. to, to see what it's like in the huddle, and then to break the huddle and, and run one play in front of, you know, 100,000 people in a rivalry game like that. That's the dream. I mean, it, I think, It's the coolest thing. Yeah. yeah, it is the coolest thing. And in every player, though, they're so caught up in what their responsibility is, they don't always take that into account. And they shouldn't take it into account. 
you get later in life to reflect back on it and then rub that genie once again and wish you could do X, Y, and Z better. Yeah, I was going to say you should be more appreciative of having that chance to have done it. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, but you, but you, you do. You're very appreciative. Uh, one more thing to talk about here in Talk of Champions after I tell you about another great gift idea this holiday season, and that's the next round blend of coffee, all the coffee at whoiscoffee.com, whoiscoffee.com. You can get 20% off if you use the promo code TNR20, TNR20. We have a lot of brands there that are uh, designed by the team up here of Next Round. Good flavors. You can get them uh, in for the drip or the whole beans, all right there. Whoiscoffee.com or the easiest way, just go to nextround.store, nextround.store. Remember, promo code TNR20 gets you 20% off that coffee. You did a flavored coffee, didn't you? I don't like flavored coffee. I'm just I'm a, proud I'm of just you. a black coffee. I'm proud of you. I like it to be a high-end bean or arabica bean like the, oh, yeah. like we have here in next round. Um, but I like it just straight black. Like a man. Like a man. This That's is probably right. the manliest thing I do is I drink my coffee black. Um, the, a lot of discussion about the playoffs, and if you lose, you're, it, the discussion's over with anyway. But as a player, do you think it starts to, to get into the minds that uh, – no. If, if we if we handle our business, we're in the playoffs or no? I don't think so. And how, the reason, how can it the, not? The reason I don't think so is this. I think at this point of the season, the way that you're playing as a football team, and I've said this for years, when you're playing really well, you're hitting, you're doing what you're told to do, and you're seeing the benefit of it, which is winning, successful plays, you start to get the mindset, we're going to win. We are just going to go out here and we're going to win. We're going to find a way to win. We don't know how it's going to happen yet, but we are going to find a way to win this ballgame. And you never get discouraged when things start going against you. You bounce back. So that's the resiliency coaches are always talking about, and it comes from a belief of seeing the success that you've had when you did things the right way, and now you're focused on those. And even when things don't go right, you go right back to focusing on how to do it, and you do it the next time, and then you have success. And you have a belief that you're going to win. And so you never look past the week that you're playing but there is nobody in the country that you don't think you can beat. And so you just think it's going to take care of itself. The only team I have a question about is Georgia, and you're going to get a chance to play them. Like, I don't worry about Bama against anybody else. You can't. Except Georgia. You right can't, now. because yeah. if you beat, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the best in the country yeah. for a reason. They've, they've done it consistently for three-plus years, and uh, you're going to have a, ch- a chance if you handle business this week which you should be focused on them because they're very capable, and then you're going to have a, a chance to go up against the best in the country. Um, Non-Alabama-Auburn related, what would you do if you're on the committee with Florida State now that Jordan Travis is hurt? Uh, it's, it's the biggest frustration I think that everyone has is the fact that Florida State is sitting in a situation where they haven't played anybody that is considered elite by any means but they've beaten everybody. You can't penalize a team for going undefeated. It's a frustrating. Can't penalize a team for losing a player. Got to see how they respond, first of all. And uh, they're going to have a chance versus a halfway decent Florida team this week to, to see how they do respond. Why are they the team in question? Why is Michigan not the team in question? That's what I always want to know. Who is Michigan beat? Penn State right now. Which, so did Ohio State. Yeah. You know, so what? I think they have the weaker argument than anybody. Yeah. Oregon has a loss, and now uh, the more more uh, the more important question is how is Michigan keeping it together with everything that has fallen apart with inside their program? Yeah, it's really great coaching, to be honest with you. And but you've got room, two coaches that aren't even there anymore. And locker room leadership, because I mean Auburn did it in 2010, 
You know, USC has done it before in 2005 when they were trying to three-feet. It's twofold. Yeah. There is an us versus them mentality that yeah. definitely comes into play. But there's also uh, our opponent's not very good. Yeah. That might have something to do with it. Yeah. It's good this week. Michigan and Ohio State. Talk of champions right there. It's Alabama-Auburn, Jordan-Hare Stadium, 230 on the Crimson Tide Sports Network with uh, Eli Gold. Listen to us. Eli's making his first road trip, and we're excited to have him down there yeah. in Jordan-Hare. Another Iron Bowl with uh, Eli Gold, Tyler Watson, the whole crew there on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Thank you to MyBookie, Roback.com, and also to Who Is Coffee, and to the Watts Agency. Thank you for remembering me well, tell for us the Tyler the Watts Insurance Agency. Mm-hmm. Please give us a call for all your insurance needs at 205 205- 822-5477. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back with you next week for a talk of champions leading into the SEC championship game as we get ready for Alabama and Georgia. Remember, give us a thumbs up and comment right here on Roll Tide Pods. you got to get those graphics smaller. Yeah.